Welcome to another episode of the Chill by Net podcast. This podcast is created for those who are passionate about their personal development, health, and well-being. This is a platform for you to come chill by my personal stories and weekly tips in becoming a better version of ourselves and to live a better present. But first, let's chill. My name is Jeanette. Welcome back. So I hope that the previous episode on the three-step framework had allowed you to move a step closer towards finding yourself, your inner desires, or maybe it had given you that little bit of courage to finally start aligning your actions to what you had always wanted. Whatever it is, I do hope that it gave you something to think about in one way or another. In today's episode, I'm going to be introducing another framework, or rather, I would call it an additional approach I've devised to help us in the journey of finding ourselves. So this approach is called the 3R approach, which stands for rest, reflect, and release. I found it to be a super, super useful one for me, and I find it especially useful in helping us find out who we are. You know, it helps us to find ourselves and know ourselves better, especially if we have been feeling lost, feeling unhappy, or even, you know, disconnected from the self after all these years of living. Or maybe we have never ever been really connected to the self before and we want to start feeling connected to the self. So knowing ourselves better will allow us to, you know, see what is it that, you know, is really driving us internally and that will give us answers as to how we can then create lives which are more meaningful and more fulfilling to ourselves. And the best thing about this rest, reflect and release approach to finding the self is it's all within our control to perform. So at anywhere, anytime from the moment we wake up and it is also simple enough for us to, you know, repeatedly perform and do throughout the day. And by the way, I just also want to point out that the name to this approach, the 3R approach, came to me one day when I was resting and doing nothing. So basically, I was just, you know, staring into the super full moon a few weeks ago. You know, my friends have been asking me, you know, what's my obsession with moons lately? I don't know. I just think that there's just something so magical about moons that sometimes they just drive you, I mean, give you the inspiration when you need it. Or maybe there's just something so magical about resting that it gives you that space to get inspired or to feel inspired. Yeah, and I'm not kidding about this one, okay? I think that resting really does give us the space to really be more creative and be more productive. So this brings me to my first step of the process, which is to rest. So initially, I couldn't decide if I wanted to call this a retreat step or a rest step, but I guess you could call it either. I decided to name it rest just because, you know, it seems to have a little bit less negative connotation to it. But really, it also means retreating. And it's about retreating of the mind. So resting here means consciously, you know, choosing and seeking to give your mind a break. That mental break, even if it may not be clear that we need it. And that's really the point, you know, to do it, to rest, even if you feel like you don't need to. Like, I find that people usually rest because they feel tired. But then, you know, for some of us, sometimes we don't even know when we are feeling tired. And usually when we are feeling tired, we are already somewhat at a verge of a breakdown, you know, a mental breakdown. So I have friends who tell me that they work seven days a week and they don't feel tired at all. 
I'm just like, how's that even possible? But I think that's maybe also because they are too used to overworking themselves. So the key here is to really rest because we want to create the time to rest and we want to set aside time to deliberately perform rest even when there are no obvious signs for us to do so. So resting here again refers to a mental rest, but you can still be doing something physical, for instance, you know, treating yourself to something you desire, for instance, a good massage or a good meal, a good alone time to just read a book. For my case, my rest time often looks like going for a walk. And recently, I think I'm lucky enough to see full moons in the sky and then I get inspired. Yeah, so basically I've been quite obsessed with moons lately and maybe that's just one of the reasons why I'm obsessed with it. So you can rest as many times as you want throughout the day. There's no fixed guideline on how long it should be. It can be as short as 5 minutes or you know as long as 5 hours. And you know there's absolutely nothing to feel guilty about resting and I'm only saying this because Oftentimes, I find that our society tend to normalize overworking, but instead, what I really feel is that our society should start normalizing resting and stop normalizing overworking ourselves. And not to also mention, you know, some of our best ideas, you know, our most creative ideas also comes from the time when we are doing nothing, right? When we are just staying there and doing nothing productive, when we allow our mind to wander as it wishes instead of constantly feeling anxious and feeling worried about doing nothing. So for me, like I said, the inspiration behind this episode, you know, initially came from the moon. <laughs> I mean, from resting itself, you know, it came from me not doing anything by just looking at the moon. And I think that's where I get my ideas from, you know, so as we rest, we need to learn to let our mind rest fully. You know, it's really a skill to actually know how to rest because it can be quite challenging to do, especially if you're not used to doing it. And that includes not judging ourselves for resting. So maybe it will take a few practices before you can really rest your mind, but definitely it will improve with practice. But the most important thing I wanted to point out about this part on resting is that, you know, it prepares us for quality reflection time because it creates the mental space for us to look within ourselves. So as we are resting and doing nothing, we are actually not really doing nothing. You know, in fact, we are preparing ourselves for a very important thing called reflection, which is the next step of the process. So step two is reflection and reflection here refers to, you know, quality reflection. And in the context of emotional wellness, it's really about looking within ourselves and looking into our thought processes, our emotions, both the pleasant and also the difficult and challenging ones we are having. So it can only happen when our minds are fully rested or it can sometimes also happen while we are resting. So if our minds are not rested enough, we probably wouldn't have the capacity to perform this step. So the main goal of this step is really to find out more about yourself. For instance, like what stresses you out, what makes you happy, what excites you, what makes you sad. And all these emotions we are feeling will only point us one step closer towards what we value and what we don't. And when this is done repeatedly, 
I think what truly, truly matters to us will become more apparent and clearer to us over time. And to be honest, I think this step is freaking hard because it's sometimes hard to just be honest with ourselves and see the truth. You know, either that or people just don't dedicate time to do it. For me, you know, I'm a person who has a lot of emotions within me. And, you know, in a day, I think I can open my notepad for more than 10 times easily, at least, just to record down my thoughts and my feelings. And yet, I do see it as a wonderful thing because this also means that, you know, I'm a lot more in touch with myself and that's also when I know that I'm well-rested enough, you know, mentally and physically to look to look within my own thoughts and my own emotions. So back to the point on reflection, right? Um, the most important thing, I think, is really to revisit your thoughts from a third party's perspective, probably sometime later, and analyze to check for emerging patterns, pay attention to, you know, certain commonalities and messages in the things that you write down. You know, are there any signs telling you about who you are and what you value? So just to give you an example, for instance, the reason why I decided to start a podcast was really because for me, I feel a super strong sense of, I wouldn't say super strong sense, okay, but I think for me, I feel a high need for self-expression, you know, probably more than the average person. So I mean, we are all different and we have different underlying motivations, desires, which are all ingrained in our DNA. And I think for me, what I truly value is to be able to self-express in my own unique way. And I only knew this through this reflection step. You know, it's not a one-time-off reflection, definitely. It was more of like a collection of, you know, everyday signs that I picked up over time for me to be able to notice and see that in me. So when I look back at, you know, what makes me happy and what excites me, I would usually find things like, you know, when I'm able to share a piece of advice or an authentic thought based on my own unique experience to someone, I think that gives me a lot of satisfaction, a lot of, you know, joy and excitement. Or even when I'm able to choose my outfit to the point that it can perfectly represent my current mood, I feel happy about that because that is a chance for me to self-express myself. You know, so all this makes me feel excited, you know, and they are only pick up through my daily reflection. And it's really only the daily stuff and daily signs that eventually emerge into a bigger overall picture and conclusion that, you know, I need to do something where I can constantly self-express to feel excited. And that is where this idea of starting a blog, starting a podcast came about. You know what I mean? So... I am someone who personally prefer physically jotting down thoughts so that I can so that I can easily refer back to them from time to time and sometimes it also serves another purpose of how we can look at how far we have come on this journey you know oftentimes when we can feel really discouraged by what is happening around us especially if we are on a path where it's rather unconventional we get discouraged easily by people around us so when we have this reflection jot down somewhere, we can always reflect on our past, you know, success and, you know, what makes us happy and know that, you know, we are doing this for a reason and we feel happy doing it. And, you know, sometimes it's also to look at how much we have overcome to this very day to give ourselves the extra boost of motivation to move forward. 
And, you know, I'm always a firm believer of self-motivation is the best motivation. You know, sometimes you do not need people to tell you that you can do it. You do not need people to validate your choices. All you need is you to give the encouragement for yourself. But just know that the main goal of this reflection is really to put yourself in a better position to know yourself from a third party's perspective and also know some of your desires which are strongly connected to the self. And that's really the goal of this step, which is somewhat similar to the step one of the three-step framework, which I discussed in the last episode. But that just probably means that, you know, this step is extra essential to finding the self no matter how we look at it. Now, this brings me to the final step here, which is to release. So once we have clarity in what serves us, you know, what excites us, what makes us happy, what makes us anxious, you know, we can then take the conscious effort to do the last step, which is to let go of things. But what kind of things do we exactly want to let go of? So we should let go of things which are constantly stressing us out, You know, some stresses are good, of course, but, you know, sometimes when you see a visual cycle or reoccurring patterns and you keep returning to the same state of stress based on the external stimuli you can't get rid of or can't break out of it, then that's what you need to let go of. It can be ideas, people, relationships that are not in alignment with what you value and are not serving you in the direction of who you want to be. Even after you try working things out, you know, things just don't work. You know, let them go and release them. Because sometimes we need to recognize that we just outgrow people and we outgrow relationships. And letting go is the only way to make peace with ourselves. So for instance, you know, in the past, I used to realize that I get very affected or rather offended when people, for instance, you know, criticize my outfit. Like if they say that my dress is really ugly or, you know, why do I dress like that? I get slightly offended. And probably that itself tells me that people's opinion really matter to me and I value people's ideas and opinions a lot. But at the same time, I can choose if I want to let all these thoughts stress me out. I want to let people's opinions, people's views stress me out. And I realize that more often than not, why we get stressed out, why we get disappointed is because we let others' opinion define the absolute truth. Or we try to make our own associations. For instance, you know, because outfit is something that I use to self-express. So when people deny my outfit, I will naturally think that they are denying me as a person, which is usually not the case. And so we need to let all these associations go as well. So we need to release the thought that people's opinion is the absolute truth. And we need to let go of the associations we make with it. And sometimes people don't even mean what they say. They say something bad and nasty because they are having a bad day and, you know, they are having a lot of negative emotions and they just need to release it out some way and you happen to be that target at an instance. So really, you know, there's a lot of things that is not in our control, but what is in our control is the fact that we can choose to release what doesn't serve us, what is making us stressed. We can choose to release the thought that we need people's validation. So this is how we make peace with ourselves. So that was me in the past, but I would say that I'm a lot more at peace with myself now. You know, people's opinions seldom get to me. And I can tell you this right now, but you know, 
in fact, I am also still learning. They still get to me sometimes. And I think it's just a continuous um, learning journey for me as well to, you know, practice this act of release, release what isn't serving us. You know, over time, I have actually trained myself and tell myself that, you know, I do me and, you know, people just can have their opinions, but it doesn't mean I have to change because I feel happy wearing the outfit and that is what matters, okay? I'm just using the outfit as an example. Of course, there are other things in our lives which are a bit more tricky. For instance, if our parents are telling us to get married at a certain age, but internally we feel that we are not ready yet and it's just not a time that we should get married or we have other priorities in life, I think probably that kind of situation might be a little bit more tricky, but the same principle still applies, right? That, you know, people can have their opinions, but it's our responsibility to choose if we want to conform to it and we want to let that change us and change who we are, right? And it can be really, really stressful. And there's nothing we can do to change what people say because these are people's opinion, but they do affect us in some ways, right? I mean, people can think that things should be a certain way, but it doesn't mean that we have to internalize it. So if we feel ourselves getting pressured by it, by these thoughts that other people are injecting into us, I think it's important for us to learn how to let go and not internalize all these thoughts. Because sometimes, you know, if we don't let all these thoughts go, they can become our expectations that we put on ourselves over time. If we find ourselves feeling pressured by it, you know, I would say let those thoughts go. Don't keep it inside you because these are also the thoughts and expectations that we might eventually put onto ourselves if we don't learn to let go. And it can become our reality, which is the dangerous part. So I recognize that there are times where we need constructive advices. So it's also key to know which advices are helping you out to find out what you truly want and which are the advices which are just there to, you know, impose the ideas of how certain things should be on you. So constructive advices always aim to find out what truly matters to you first you know, your priorities, your context, and, you know, try to help you to be a step closer in what you want. But if people don't even bother doing that, I think you can really just take what they say with a pinch of salt. Because if they don't even take into consideration your context, then it can be somewhat like a generalization, right? So I've learned to release what is no longer working based on the patterns I've picked up from my own reflection and what is no longer aligned to the self and, you know, consciously shed anything that doesn't feel right to me. And I can promise that the act of release will always make us feel more liberated and more powerful. And the powerful feeling does not come from the fact that it makes us feel like we are more in control of things which are happening around us because the truth is, we can't, you know, we can't control what people say, what people think of us, we can't control what people want, but it comes from the fact that we feel powerful enough to choose and release things which are not adding any perceived value to us at a particular instance, be it at our workplace or be it in our social relationships. And that release is where our power comes from. It is not from trying to control everything and making everything towards the way we want to be. Because that's just not possible and we would be crazy by trying to do that. 
And, you know, sometimes this can look like trying to prove a point, getting into an argument, which will really drain us and will really stress us out. Because we have no control over what is happening around us, but as part of releasing, we are moving towards the way we want things to be in the best way possible, without inflicting self-harm to ourselves and onto others. So, I think the key is really to start from releasing what isn't serving you at the moment. So just to recap the three steps, the first step is to rest, and that means giving ourselves that mental break to set our minds free, and that includes not judging ourselves for resting. And step number two is reflection. So it is really looking within ourselves, you know, look into our emotions, and try to see what are our emotions telling us. You know, what is it that we value? What is it that we want in life? And the last step is to release. And this is to take conscious effort to let go of things which are not serving us in the direction of who we want to become. So if I may just add a step four here, it will be to repeat. And that is to repeat step one to step three, the entire process, rest, reflect and release and repeat this process infinitely. So we have covered a three-step framework in the last episode and today we also talked about the rest, reflect and release approach. So you might be wondering, you know, so which one do I prioritize and use? So for the three-step framework, you can see it as a more suitable approach in finding that overall bigger picture and your life direction. You know, it tells you how to take steps towards that overall bigger life direction but for this three-hour approach that I've just introduced I think it speaks more towards you know taking that small steps to finding yourself in your everyday because let's be honest right it's not every day that we are going to be thinking about life questions big life goals and going into scary conversations I mean it can be quite tiring or even draining for some so I've decided to come up with this simpler and smaller process for us to consider which i thought would be helpful for us to approach our day-to-day lives after all you know big things are always made up of small conscious steps and you know the three r is what i call small conscious steps towards the bigger picture of finding yourself thanks for chilling in if you enjoyed this podcast don't forget to subscribe you can also connect with me on instagram at chillbynet on my website chillbynet.com to join the conversation and assess our show notes. Have a great day and we'll chill again very soon.